G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 524 of the Train to Move podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or just simply send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. It's actually been good. You guys are, I've starting to get some questions rolling through at the moment. I'm liking that, so keep them coming. I, th- I reckon I've got enough for the rest of the, I think I've got about five, six questions here now. So I'll pump that one one out a day, and hopefully by the time I get to the end of them, I'll have another five or six waiting for us, because I need your help. Tim at trainsmove.com is where you send those questions, even if it's something you want to bounce an idea off, or whatever. It keeps me entertained anyway. Uh, Today's question comes from Matt. He writes, I'm 36 years old. I'm 36 year old from rural Victoria. I used to be moderately fit with rides three times a week between 150 to 200 kilometers in total, three runs per week. I did a half marathon in 100 minutes. Over the past few years, I've stacked on weight and six months ago, I was a whopping 142 kilos. Over the last six months, I've dropped 55 kilos and now 87 kilos. Now, I'll pause that. He's he's lost 55 kilos. Just have a think of that. That's a lot of weight. Now, if you think if you grab um, 55 kilos of mints and stick it on your kitchen table, that's a lot of mint, and that's what he's lost in in um, weight. That's bloody well done, mate. Steadily walking and recently progressed to short six to eight kilometers jog runs and now got back on the bike and just started swimming this this last week. I will lose another 10 kilos over the coming three months. I've registered for the 70.3 Ironman in your great state of Tasmania, February 2003. I love Hobart. I've registered for that too. Um, it's going to be a good Good event. I was thinking of continuing to do my own thing, gradually building some fitness, maybe get some swim lessons. I'm a crap swimmer. Then just then start a structured 24-week plan six months out before the 70.3. I'm busy like, like all people, but I'm happy to dedicate 15-plus hours per week of training. I love all that. Uh, two questions. A lot of seventy point three. A lot of easy for me to say. A lot of plans for seventy point three have less less hours. If you do higher volumes, fifteen plus. What do you suggest? So we'll t- target this question first, and then we'll do the next question next. So you you'll be able to find plans for um, fifteen hours. You, the the important thing is you. Find a plan that suits your um, training philosophies, what you can actually buy into. There's no point me suggesting to you that buy this, but you know, go out and do Brett Sutton's and get his 20 plus hour a week training plan and just chop a little bit of time off here and a little bit of time off there when that, when he's um, training principles aren't in line with yours and you might be better off jumping on um, to final surgeon purchasing one of the uh, sufferfest 
plans there, which I think are free actually now now that I've just said that. But um, so it's what you once you have a little bit of an idea of what sort of plan, what sort of training you um, you can know know that you can do week in week out that you're happy to do week in week out whether whatever the type it is and it's in principle then you can start narrowing what sort of um, plans and what sort of coaches out there that you can try and grab their plans um, and then let's say it's a, you've got a got yourself a 70.3 plan um, that's 10 hours a week well, just adding an extra five hours a week isn't all that hard. A little bit of volume here, a little bit of volume there on certain sessions, a little um, might be open for an extra session on this day. So you've, before you know it, you're, you're up there with, with, the, with the training volume. Or you get one that is 20 plus hours a week and you just dial down that volume or intensity. So it's a, it's a bit of playing around with. Um, by all means, you can definitely create your own um, by simply you know, coming up with a template. I do this to every athlete I have. I create a template for that particular athlete um, based around their lifestyles. You know, you might have a, an athlete that takes their kid to, or takes their daughter to ballet on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah, they, they go, their son that's got to go play soccer every Saturday morning, but his training's Monday and Thursday at this time he, he he gets half an hour off most lunches but on Thursday he's got an extra long lunch so he can do something there he's he, we're able to work out what his available training hours are for that particular week and then we can kind of pencil in what works with their family right well when he's at soccer training he, he's he's got an extra he's got 55 minutes he can do a quick jog do a run so and you create a bit of a template with what you can do week in week out um, repeatable whether whether you have to start off at 10 hours a week or six hours a week whatever it is and then you can just slowly build build that up to what's very very sustainable for yourself and you create that template and what you do within that template, um, week in, each week or each training block changes, but the, the skeleton of that week stays the same. So you might be doing your, you know, for most people they'll do their long ride Saturday, their long run Sunday, maybe an extra swim on Sunday afternoon. Um, so you just pencil that in. You know, your family also knows what what you know what you're doing week in week out. Um, and then you can just, you know, at first you've got to build a good aerobic engine first so you know you've got to do that. So I'd be doing that over the next six months, building that good solid aerobic engine and getting your body used to um, preparing your body for that six months out and then from six months to three months out, you're, all you're doing is preparing your body to be able to handle the workload from that last 12 weeks into the race. So, so it's a, it, it is a progression. Um, time's on your side, so it's definitely um, slowly getting into it, yeah, um, j- just toughening up the body, ready for the, ready for those 15-plus hours training weeks. Um, so, that, so it's just another way of, of doing it if you can't buy into the people other people's training plans there's a there's also yeah I, I, I won't go too far into that but that's what I'd be be looking at 
Uh, my weight loss has been this number two question. <laughs> uh, my weight loss has been achieved following a carb high, a low carb high fat uh, high fat diet like ketos, but not as strict. Uh, up to fifty to seventy carbs per day. Do you know long course out triathletes doing this? Yeah, a lot are doing it. Um, do I do I take a day off that plan for race day? Do I try a couple a couple times with carbs during training before race day? Can I race on low carb diet? So all, all so all this is going to come to play as you um, you'll find this out real hard fast what your body can and can't handle during during training. There's um, a, 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 like you, there's a lot of products out there like you can that that helps for um, nutrition for athletes that on the higher low carb high fat diets. So um, you you'll definitely be needing carbs on brace day um you a lot of the time they you you will need to practice what you're going to be um going to be able to achieve on on race day so it's just a matter of getting getting your body used to whatever product um your body can it, what what it is is um with the high fat low low yeah, high fat low carb diets um, your half we natural as endurance athletes we naturally burn fats as fuel a lot more efficiently than your average person whether you're on a high high fat low carb diet or not you 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 will naturally burn more um, fats as fuels um, but when you're during during the seven point three race you're going to be at a higher higher intensity so you're because of what you're doing in your diet the um, energy cost per mile would be would be less than someone like me for instance who's not on a high fat low carb diet um i carb it up so you you probably wouldn't need as much carbs calories in per hour as i would for for instance your general rule of thumb would be um one carb one carb per kilo of body weight per hour is what you generally would take and then if you go higher than that you really need really really need to to train that so so looking any anywhere between 60 60 to 80 carbs per hour somewhere around there um you've got people like Jan Fredino, um the Norwegians a lot of um pro cyclists are now doing it where they can, they're now consuming hundred up to one hundred and twenty carbs per hour, but you need to practice that. You, you it takes a lot. You, you it takes a while for your body to um, to get to be to get used to that. I'm I'm somewhere. Um, I've been practicing it a bit myself. I'm somewhere around that 100, 110 carbs per per hour at the moment. So that that's nice for me. Um, but that would just muck up some people's, you know, race real hard, real fast. But I'd be looking into um, you can, and uh, there's a few other products out there that's designed for exactly what for, for someone like yourself. So I'd be downing that 
um, doing a little bit more testing that sort of stuff and then um, in and use your long race, long rides, long runs um, to test whether this stuff's going to work and then test it again some more on some higher intensity sessions as well like some solid hill repeats is you'll if you'll know if something's going to work for you or not if you if you're deep into hill repeats whether your stomach can handle it or not uh, i hope that helps i'll be seeing you in tassie it's a um going to be a good good race down there i i can't wait either if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website until next episode Hey, right.